You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these days as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Brayden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, PostWrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you find your podcast, and Davey, where else can they find us? You can find us every Wednesday night at 10.30 Eastern Time on YouTube.com forward slash up next. Now, if you are a watcher of us on YouTube, if you join our, our watch-alongs, you did an Extreme Rules watch-along. You, I did two watch-alongs yeah, this weekend. You've, you've yeah. done so many. Uh, so YouTube.com slash up next. Uh, definitely join us if you watch us ever on Wednesday nights after NXT airs because we are your NXT friends, 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 and you would see that uh, you're you you were supposed to be wearing your Terry Funk shirt. I know. I I have the same Terry Funk shirt and I didn't wear it because you were gonna. You wear can't it. find it and I can't. Find I couldn't it. find it either. Yeah. So I'm it's wearing a headband somewhere. in honor of I Terry Funk. I don't really wear my Terry Funk shirt that often. Me neither, because it says Funk You on it. Yeah. So people think it says other things yeah. on it, and instead, uh, we're in a Terry Funk mood because uh, we've been watching a lot of Terry Funk for the Patreon. We'll get into that, but uh, yes. This is up next. We do talk about NXT every Wednesday night, and it's the Wednesday Night Wars of professional wrestling. We got AEW versus NXT versus The Miz and the Cannonball Show. It's Guy Fieri. Flavortown? Yeah. We beat him, though. We finally beat Flavortown. We- I think wrestling beat him. Combined, combined wrestling. wrestling yeah, I think it was combined. You can't beat Flavortown. Yeah, damn. What's is it, Guy Fieri? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I mean, he's he. He looks like a wrestler, actually. He's got the hair for it. True. Yeah, uh, he looks like he could be in like ninety seven ECW. Yes, yes, he definitely. <laughs> Give him a could. shitty cut off shirt <laughs> and some jean shorts. Yes, people with baking sheets. Yeah, and not, what is, he doesn't do Bam, right? He's not the guy that goes Bam. I That's Emerald. I think I don't know what Flavortown. You guy see, is. I'm more. I, 
I know more my British chefs. Your Jamie Oliver. Jamie. Well, yeah, but then you have got your Ainsley Harriots. But you Ooh. don't know who. He's like, ooh, tasty. I'm like, does salsa. Oh, no, I don't know that guy. <laughs> Ainsley Harriet's fantastic. Uh, no. He's good to gif. If you ever want a good gif, just right. type in Ainsley Harriet. I like Salt Bay. He's, you know, he's the one I use. The okay. guy who salt, sprinkles the oh, salt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we, we, uh, we don't talk about cooking shows normally. I like Martha Stewart, though, however. Have you seen Martha Stewart, dude? Okay, that's for another podcast. Martha Stewart <laughs> on Instagram um, just broke the internet. Uh, I don't know. Homemaker, definitely. Home wrecker, maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, Martha Stewart. How are you doing? What's going on? I'm pretty good. Yeah, I've, I feel like I've recorded so much recently. Sure. Cause yeah. I did, uh, I did the Slammiversary watch along, which say what you will about impact. That was our best numbers for a watch along ever. Nice. Bizarre. Like, like, like people joining in the chat and in the Yeah. Room. But even now it's like our, we've had this YouTube channel for well over a year and it's our highest view by like a long way. Okay. Which I don't know if that's because. People don't want to pay to watch Impact, but there was enough curiosity to right. click and watch hear you two idiots <laughs> talk about Impact. I don't know, but uh, that was a lot of fun. I did uh, a review with Nate and John um, right after... On the post feed. On the post feed, which uh, I thought was a really good chat, and I, I really enjoyed that. There's just been so much wrestling. Then we had Extreme Rules. Yeah. The horror show Whew. at Extreme Rules. Now, you didn't get to join us for the watch long, but... What did you think? Oh, man. Uh, so I, I cherry-picked. I was working Sunday night an overnight shift. So when I got home in the morning on Monday, I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll throw on uh, what's going on in this horror show. Got the network, obviously. So we uh, I watched it. And, yeah, it was interesting. Uh, I love horror movies. I've said it mm-hmm. on this show a bunch. Uh, we're reviewing one next, next month for part of our, our summer month. We'll get into that a little later. But uh, it, it was a good gimmick. Even the swamp match, like the creative behind it was really smart. You had Bray Wyatt, who's had like so many multiple faces and personalities and the two guys that were clearly supposed to be Luke Harper and, and Rowan. And then a guy who was randomly on fire. But I, I've watched a lot of horror movies in my life, including old ones. And in old horror movies, you can always see when a guy is going to be lit on fire. You can just always tell because he's in a, a, a fire suit. Yeah. The guy was wearing a, it was so like, who who edited this? Like it looks so shit. Uh, the execution was so done poorly with that swamp match because Bray Wyatt, I think it could be a character in movies and everything. Like the swamp guy to the the what does he call himself? The fiend. Like the the horror aspect was really cool. As a fan watching this, I usually say I don't like when they mix, but I was like, oh cool. And then the acting of Braun was just just a truck. Was that a match? What was that? Do you count that <sighs> so as that's a cinema thing? I thought it to sucked. start with Braun as a character. <clears throat> Like seen has had such a long career, and like as Way broke it down on the on the article about how um, it's like him always resisting turning heel, and then the the worry about going Hollywood and all that, and there were like subtleties. The only subtlety was Alexa, which was a callback Sister that wasn't Abigail. a really well known callback. But I was, I think, a lot of people in the watch along were like, "That's cool, mm-hmm. uh, Alexa calling back to that." I think we should have had him as a rosebud in there. Wow. I think we should have had Nicholas show up. Nicholas. Like, if you're thinking, if you want to go, like, bronze past. My other thing is, I thought it looked good. Yes. Um, but these guys need acting lessons. Braun is so bad. Why, when you consider WWE, their 
I I think they consider themselves like a drama slash op- soap opera first. Yes. And a wrestling show second. Like Vince has always said, I'm not in the uh, the wrestling business, I'm in the entertainment business. Mm. Why don't they have acting lessons in the performance centre? In the entertainment I, business. I, I'm being serious. They have promo classes and stuff like that. But you look at Edge, you look at Jericho, you look at Cody, all of them have had like proper acting trainer and it shows yeah. so much. And if you're moving away from where you used to just like call it on the fly, you used to improv and stuff, and everything is so heavily scripted now, you need to learn how to interpret a script and sound like a real human being and not a robot. And especially if you're moving towards cinematches now, cinema, short movies to close your pay-per-views, we need guys who can actually act in it. Yeah, that Bray, was... Bray was fine. Like, Bray is a... Bray, yeah. it's... Say what you will about his character... He's at least believable in them. But fucking hell, Braun. I just can't get into it at all. I've watched so many of these movies with bad acting. Horror movies are the best when you have actors who you haven't seen somewhere before because they're a fresh face. So you believe that they're actually that person who, you know, might get murdered in, in horror movie type ways. But it was just so, it was so strange. Like I thought the, the, the ideas that they had were really good, but the execute, like I said, the execution was just done really poorly, but I, I, it was cool. I want to see more of, of the fiend kind of with the different characters and stuff like that, but maybe with a different person because Braun is just Braun. He sucks. Sorry. Yeah, he, he, he sucks. Uh, he sucks and he doesn't tip. So, you know, you, <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Seth versus Ray. Now that was my main event. Is a match that some people would say is polarizing. Wow. (laughs) Been waiting for that one. Yeah, I bet. Um, Thumbs up or thumbs down? What do you think? Okay, so Ray Mysterio versus Seth Rollins, and it's an eye for an eye match. Now, I don't know about you, but how did you have to explain this to non wrestling friends this week? Did you decide to tell? Yeah, did you (laughs) decide to tell your friends you watched a match where the objective was to rip your opponent's eyeball out of the socket. If you were, a lot of your friends or family or whoever were probably like, what? What? Is is this real? Uh, the, the match itself was awesome. I hated the fake eyeball. Like, this company is a million-dollar company. You can't CGI an eyeball? Really? It was taped. Wasn't it not taped? Well, this, it wasn't live, right? It was taped. I think it was, it was, I think it was live. Oh, it had man. live in the corner. Okay. I mean, look, the match itself between Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio, I won't lie to you. Uh, it was really interesting to watch because the whole gimmick is them trying to rip each other. I feel like after the first five minutes where they stopped doing wrestling moves, it got good. Like when they're Irish ripping each other and doing headlocks and stuff, I'm like, what? You're supposed to get his eye out. Yeah. What are you doing? And then it got into that and I really, I really liked it. I, th- I thought it was a really good match. Yeah, it was funny um, as hell. It was so I think stupid. The eye thing. I sort of liked how they tried to cover it. Like they didn't want you to see it too much. Yeah. It, it's like a scary movie. I was, I said on the, the post show on the Patreon how, um, I like scary movies until I see the monster. Yes. I think signs is, for like one of my favorite movies until you see until it at the Mexican the party at the end. and I lose my shit <laughs> but even then you see a glimpse of it yeah, you've true. got to like freeze frame it yeah until but then the end there there's Joaquin Phoenix smashing water at an alien and yeah yeah I mean that movie has other issues but issues yeah, yeah. I mean the fact that the aliens are allergic to water is a big one of them we're aliens and we're allergic to water let's go to a planet that's full of it yeah <laughs> alright got it um, yeah no I know what you mean look the eyeball thing you got the glimpse of it I wish they maybe protected it a bit more or like maybe just purposely got shittier shots and then cut to Seth puking was the like scapegoat we right? had like, we had Andrew McDonald on our top five extreme moments in the feedback I think it was Andrew yeah saying about he remembered was this um this event he went to as a kid 
Okay. I, I can't even remember what the match was. It was in his feedback, but there was so much blood, but the person who was bleeding covered their face the whole time. So it left this kind of impression of, whoa, yeah. what is under there? So it could so have been they like could this. have almost like blurted out or something. Yeah. So you don't actually know. But everyone wanted to see an eye, so you they had to did. give them that weird, weird fake eye. But it's so funny. Wrestling's you, crazy. Now, so stupid. did you like the vomit or did you not like the vomit? Uh, I didn't like the vomit because I just don't like puke. I don't like it. Sure. Uh, but uh, it was it made sense to me. It made it more realistic. Did you think it made it? A joke, or do you think it, it was already a joke? <laughs> or, <laughs> That's a write-off. But do, did you find it like funny, or did it make sense in the kind of moment that? Yeah, happened? it made sense to me. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. Yeah, I, I didn't like it. I didn't like the finish. As soon right. as as soon as I saw the eyeball like, itself, uh, again, I was watching this like in the early morning. Now you were like home and asleep, so I had my headphones on, and I just started laughing, like yeah. ca- like cackling at the eyeball. I was like, "That's what I'm getting out of this. That's the eyeball." And then it shows. Seth almost instantly puking to kind of get your attention off yeah. the eye so that you're focusing on that, which is like a, a bait and switch kind of thing. But uh, it was I, I liked the puke. I, I must. I, you like I, puke? I laughed because it's Seth Rollins vomiting on TV. Yeah. But um, usually no, what I happens? Just, I listened to John and Way show, and I know Way sort of thought the puke was good, right? And John fucking hated. Yeah, it. I just I watch but, wrestling. I don't want to watch puke. But right? I think true. But when yeah. you've got these kind of matches, I'm thinking of films when you've seen someone like murder someone and then. They vomit. Yeah, like they run to the bathroom. It's a thing. That's kind. Of, it it is a thing. So I thought it was actually quite good. Uh, I, look, I I liked the the like wrestling is already fucking like ridiculous, and especially in this time where like WWE's just literally throwing shit at the wall to see if it works. I found that AEW did the eye for an eye thing with with Moxley, and then it was Santana from mm. uh, Proud and Powerful Inner Circle, and then I felt like someone from WWE watched that and was like, "Hey, let's take that to like the next level." Up the like, end. Let's, yeah. like if if Moxley and Santana was Fast and the Furious, then the eye for an eye, Rey Mysterio, Seth Rollins was like Hobbs and Shaw, because like they're right. like, let's take that and go nine. Yeah. We're going to go all in with that, and it was just. It got my attention. I had, I, like I said, I don't watch a lot of WWE lately. I just watch NXT and AEW as of late. And this got me to watch it. So I guess they did a good so, job. I mean, I already have the network. Yeah. But. I mean, that's the thing. It's, this isn't WrestleMania. This isn't SummerSlam. This is extreme rules. Yeah. Would you take this kind of show they presented over a random, like, chairs match? Sure. Tables exactly. match? Yeah. No. Ladder match. See, for me, I got Extreme some, Rules match. I like the the idea of this horror show because we're we're about to watch this show NXT from tonight with a guy named Karrion Cross, who his mm-hmm. whole character is like he's like super metal and horror themed and based. This guy would thrive in some sort of gimmick match, whether it be losing an eyeball or swamp fight. Like there's someone I want to see. So I think it was more so the character set in play. This this version of Super Smash Bros. horror show thing was just the wrong characters were selected. I think. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. Because I love my horror movies and, and I'm all in it. I've been watching this new uh, Grudge series on Netflix. It's like this new kind of thing. It's not that scary. And I'm like, oh, I kind of miss good horror movies. And then I always complain when horror movies and wrestling kind of mix because they don't usually mix well. But I thought the idea of it could, could it, it showed me that it could work and it got me to watch it. So, Absolutely. I yeah. think I think promotion wise, I would say it worked. Yeah. Just do it again in October. I would tell you what I'd love to see, though. Um, you know how New Japan have crowds now. Yeah. But they're they're all in masks. They're not allowed to cheer or scream. Oh, have you not seen? Yeah. So yeah, it's okay. like clapping because they don't want to spread. They right. don't want to be yelling. Who does? Now, what was funny was when kind of the 
evil turn happened. Oh, don't remind me. They didn't know how to react because normally you'd be boo, you've turned. But they need to make noise to react to it. So they clap. I'm just imagining that crowd with the eye for an eye match. The eye comes out and we just get a polite. gentleman's golf clap yeah. for someone losing their eyeball. Shout out Rey Mysterio. What a year. He's thrown off a roof. Loses an eye. Wow. Hey, he knows that stem cell guy now. He, yeah. he don't give a shit. He's like, look, someone already fucked my knee up and they're working fine. You think an eyeball is going to keep <laughs> me down? Damn. Uh, yeah, I, I, I really liked it. I know I picked Rey Mysterio as most improved wrestler of 2019. <laughs> Uh, is it like, is it the opposite? He lost both of his eyes, so he's gonna. <laughs> oh no, it's same eye twice. Same eye twice, got yeah. you. Okay, just checking. <laughs> Ray Mysterio, most improved wrestler 2020, I, I think it would be. Uh, yeah, it was an interesting thing. I, I do like the horror aspect as a gimmick pay per view idea, like, but it maybe it should be like Halloween Havoc. Like, it should be in the fall where, like, you um, know, yeah. more spooky shit yeah. goes on. It just makes more sense to me, but. I think maybe there's also. They've wanted to do this kind of thing. And maybe they're optimistic and think, hey, we could be having crowds again by Halloween. And we don't want to be doing this when we've got live crowds. So why not theme it now in July? It feels very odd. Spoilers, they're not having crowds. No, I know. (laughs) I know. But that could be their thinking. It's, well, we need to brand it. It's Extreme Rules. It's already extreme. Why not make it horror? Horror show. No, Mm. I I, want to see it again, but I want to see it with maybe more more story. More, it's like they put all the money and and time into presenting that swamp match with like the cool, even the way it was shot and the effects and stuff, minus the dude on fire, really lazy, showing me this guy in the suit, I could call it. But other than that, like, I think there's, with the right direction, maybe write something that actually kind of flow just brawn and him the thing is this whole thing is i think just from the mind of bray sure brawn is just the guy with the title he's just the prop in this but this is bray's story of how he's yeah recovering from losing to goldberg really and becoming the fiend again right well i don't care (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh Uh, let's quickly run through some stuff that we've got coming up on yeah definitely uh it's it is it's still july um, it, as we're recording this, it's July 22nd and extreme month. it's extreme month. Indeed. We did a review last week of uh, a random old retro throwback pay-per-view. It's on the Patreon ECW anarchy rules, 1999, which was a hell of a lot of fun to watch. There was no, uh, eyes being pulled out of sockets, but you know, Rob Van Dam was wrestling. So you never know. It could happen. Um, then, uh, what else did we do? Like, we, I felt like we've just been recording so many podcasts. We did Masato Tanaka versus Mike Awesome. In a best, best match, match ever, ever. With Nate. Nate Milton. We've yeah. done our top five extreme moments with John Ceno, uh, where all of us pick pretty different things each. Just whatever we considered extreme. Yeah. Um, coming up, we're doing the best match ever for Terry Funk. Oh. Uh, as we mentioned at the beginning, we've been watching a whole load of Terry Funk. Um, really, really long, interesting career. Wow. Um, considering all the crazy extreme shit he does and then... But he was like a legit wrestler for a while. Yep. He actually went to Hollywood. Uh, he was it's, in Roadhouse, which, exactly. which I watched last night, which <laughs> it counts. He has some fights with Swayze. It's best match ever. Like, it's it's like you had kind of The Rock's career. Rock went off, did Mummy Returns, did Scorpion King, and then came back and decided to do death matches. 
right? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it's, what made him it's do bizarre. this? Yeah, uh, we're going to talk about that. My my whole past two days have been watching Terry Funk matches. Uh, I've I've picked out some of the ones that I we thought we 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 made a list and we we watched them and then we compare, we rate them, and we find out which one we think is the best. But I'll tell you that rivalry between Terry Funk and Ric Flair from 1989 is fucking crazy. Yeah. I went I went beyond and I started watching like the promos they were cutting on each other to hype up these matches. Just crazy. The Great American Bash 89 and then their famous I Quit match. We will definitely be talking Absolutely. about these matches. So Terry Funk, a real one. I'm wearing a headband for him today. <laughs> I noticed. <laughs> and then tomorrow we're recording with Wei Ting. He's one of our world champions. And something the world champions get to do is they get to pick something for us to review. Anything. It doesn't have to be wrestling. It can be a movie. It can be a TV show. It could be a concert. It can be literally... Anything you want. We've had Spider-Man 3. We've had... uh had the Cruiserweight Classic. Cruiserweight Classic. Um, we've got Lucha Underground coming up yeah. at the end of the month. Um, we've had The Godfather. Yep. We've had Jason X. Like, all over the place. Wade decided, of anything, he really needed to go back and watch and review Freddy Got Fingered. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're, you're scratching your head. F- Freddy Got Fingered? We want to reiterate as well, this was Wei Ting's pick, not ours. <laughs> Wei Ting from Post Wrestling um, has decided to pick Tom Green in his uh, feature starring and directing his movie. Uh, Freddy- his, his masterpiece. <laughs> his, his masterpiece. I'm gonna, look, we have not recorded this show yet. We are recording this tomorrow with Wei. Uh, but I'll be dead honest. Uh, this will be worth alone the Patreon. Like, if you want to join now, <laughs> you want to hear Wei Ting talk about Tom Green and in this movie, we both watched it today separately. But, uh, wow. Uh, we're going to be talking about Freddy Got Fingered. And, Daddy, would you like to I'm, I'm so glad you didn't go hard into Extreme Rules. Because if you were like, Extreme Rules was shit, it looked shit, this yeah. was shit, this was shit. <laughs> and you come in tomorrow praising this movie. Oh, I'm praising it. Okay. Uh, the, the, see, the trick is... <laughs> Get really stoned and watch it. You see, <laughs> you can't just do that for every film. Or th- I think Freddy Got Fingered is an exception. I think you're allowed. I think maybe even the next step up. I don't know. But yeah, I was... So that's going to be available for all North American champions wow. and up. So uh, yeah. that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and we had our free show last week going through the best of New Japan. We do have another free show coming next month. We're going to be looking at... I know what you did last summer. Yeah. Because next month on the Patreon is summer month. Yes. And we thought we'd get a little spooky as well. Because if the WWE can do it in July, we can do it in August. Yeah. But also check out our Facebook group. So join the Facebook page at, uh, sorry, Up Next Podcast. Join the Facebook group. And we've actually got a little vote on there for what pay-per-view we're going to look at on uh, our Patreon next month. And we're going to WCW because we haven't really talked much of WCW. And a staple for a few years in WCW was the Hogwild, Roadwild pay-per-view. So we've got four pay-per-views up there for you to vote for. And whatever the results will be revealed next week. And that will be a Patreon show. Hogwild? I'm going to go through some of these cards. Oh, okay. Quickly. Okay. So these are what you can pick from. Hogwild 1996. Benoit vs. Malenko. Ric Flair versus Eddie Guerrero, the Outsiders versus Sting and Lex Luger, and the Giant versus Hulk Hogan. I'm sold. Road Wild 1997, Conan versus Rey Mysterio in a Mexican death match, (laughs) Ric Flair versus Six, 
I wonder if he loses. Part. I wonder if he loses his eye Probably. in a Mexican death match. Kurt Hennig versus Diamond Dallas Page. Hulk Hogan versus Lex Luger. All right, a little weak. So far, yeah, I don't. Like Ninety-six sounds good. So uh, ninety-eight. Oh, Rey Mysterio versus Psychosis. He still had both his eyes. Chris Jericho versus Juventud Guerrera. NWO Invitational Battle Royal, and then in the main event. Hollywood Hogan and Eric Bischoff versus Diamond Dallas Page and Jay Leno. Jay Leno? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we got to watch that one. I hope we pick that one. And then Road Wild 99, Chris Benoit versus Diamond Dallas Page in a no DQ match. Oh. Sid Vicious versus Sting. Randy Savage versus Dennis Rodman. And Hulk Hogan versus Kevin Nash in a retirement match. Don't think it's going to last. <laughs> Um, it's like Terry Funk. <laughs> yes. But yeah, join the Up Next group. All four of them sound like uh, there could be some fun to be had. Yes. Um, so give us your votes. And Braden will actually be revealing it with the uh, kind of social media manager, John Ceno, next week. Yes. I ain't going to be here. You're taking a, a hiatus, mm. a summer vacation, if you will. So next week on this show, I'll be joined by our third man. John Ceno, who's going to be joining me. We're going to talk about NXT. Maybe I'll try to figure out how to go live. We'll see. If not, I'll, it'll just I'll be, teach you. Yeah. It'll just be podcast form. But yes, uh, so join the Facebook page, join the Facebook group, um, and uh, join the the fun on there because people are posting random things. People are posting theme songs and memes and all sorts of stuff. It's been great. Uh, and the Twitter at Up Next Podcast as well. All right, I guess we can talk about what we're here to talk about. And that is NXT. NXT. NXT from July 22nd, 2020. We start off with William Regal, who's got this huge announcement. Monumental, life-changing, biggest thing ever. Huge. It's huge. Uh, William Regal on Twitter today was saying that he's loved the time he spent here at NXT and blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Everyone thought... He was retiring or leaving NXT, <clears throat> which had nothing to do with his thing today because he starts the show in his office via Skype or Zoom and says, uh, hey, Keith Lee's got something to say. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. So it cuts to Keith Lee, who's now in his office via Skype, Zoom with the, with the North American title and the NXT world title because he's double champion he goes off on on how he's made it to the top here in nxt and that his trainer killer tim brooks was behind him and he's no longer here but i did this for you and you see i did this for nxt so i am here by declaring i will be relinquishing the nxt north american championship yeah keith lee's like i got the good one i don't need this shit i don't need this yeah I I wasn't a fan of this. A little weird, a little weak. Um, and they basically go off and explain to us, here's the here's what I got out of this. The big news out of this is SummerSlam weekend, there is gonna be a takeover. And it's called Takeover Dirty. <laughs> <laughs> takeover 30 with a cool flame emoji poster. It looks lit, uh literally. Uh, TakeOver 30 will be taking place, SummerSlam. It's the same weekend. It'll be the Saturday on the WWE Network, and it will feature some matches. And one of those matches will be a multi-man ladder match for the new vacant North American Championship. So that's one of the matches we're getting. I love the idea of the match. I think that's great. Mm -hmm. um, 
And as we see later today, it's a way of getting kind of fresh people on a takeover, which I think is great. I just don't, I don't like this relinquishing of the title. It it makes the title seem less than, I think. I didn't like it when Asuka just left the title. Uh, Paige did it when she moved up. The Viking Raiders did it when they moved up. I I know it seems to be played out a lot at the moment, but I wouldn't have been opposed to Keith Lee being every week, I'm going to defend one of these. And you can always have, it seems like Karrion Cross is the direction you're going. You can always have Karrion Cross just kill this guy during a match and someone else gets the title off him this way. If you really want to protect Keith Lee, there are ways around it. We see it in WWE all the time. Um, I just think it makes this title, which I think for a secondary title, they've handled and treated really well in NXT. Uh, it's interesting because the double title thing is so hot right now, mm. uh, randomly. With Evil and New Japan with the both titles, we had Okada making some comments about how he thinks that brings down kind of both titles because now they're just both together. And, uh, well, you, you said Paige. I'm pretty sure Paige didn't uh, give it up. She had to, it was stripped from her. It was stripped from her. It was taken from her. Same thing. So maybe it should have just been that. I don't know. I just found it really lame because I know what they're trying to get over is Keith Lee's so huge and such a nice guy that he's just, he doesn't want, he's giving this opportunity because that's what he's saying. He keeps saying, I'm giving the opportunity to the next North American champion, whoever it may be. But it's, to me, I got, I don't want this. See, (laughs) I don't need this. The thing is, I wouldn't want them to be, I I don't like both titles being defended at the same time. I don't like that, what they're doing in New Japan. I'd prefer to see this one defended and this one defended separately. Right. With TakeOver it only being like a five, six match card, I don't want to see one guy taking up two of those slots. Yeah, that's fair. So I get that. But there are other ways around it, I think. Yeah. That him dropping it could be to build up his main feud. Um, I don't know. I also felt... You've got Keith Lee around. Could this not have been in the ring? If you're starting off with this huge announcement... It was via Skype and they're in their house. Like, you're starting... Your big announcement is via Skype, and then you're going to Dexter Loomis versus Killian Dane. I'm sorry, that's weak. Sorry, I'm changing the channel. Yeah, honestly. because yeah, there was way better things happening in the beginning of AEW. And uh, I, I'm not really a big fan of the kind of raw openings where you have an in-ring segment, but in this case... It would have made sense. I just started with Keith Lee in the ring, having Regal via Skype, Zoom, whatever, on the screen. Yeah. And then you kick it off with that triple threat match, right? Yeah, I That was the hottest match of the show. Yes. You open with that. And that didn't happen. And that didn't happen. Instead, we had this weird Zoom call where a guy says he doesn't want this anymore, you can take this prop, and then it cuts to two guys who had nothing to do with that. And yeah, it it was just really strange. I, With very little build. What, yeah. Someone, Robert Stone spilled. No, Robert Stone was with Dane. What what was the build for this? Dane, uh, Dane drew a picture. Great. No, no, Dane found Sorry, the picture. Sorry, Loomis drew a picture. God, get it, get it right. He found the picture that Loomis drew. Obviously, now, I don't know what. Fighting. <laughs> and I don't want to know what the opening of AEW was. Because uh, yeah. I will be watching it after this. Yeah. But every week they kickoff was such a hot match yeah last week with Cody, cody and sunny we do our thursday shows by the way yeah we getting people are like oh you you're just the nxt people we love AEW lately we mm. do that every thursday on up nextra on the patreon as well um yeah i would have changed the channel instantly and you know if you've listened to us we don't really say that on this show uh but this was a real way to cool me off yeah you you went to a zoom call to these two guys i don't care about uh real way for me to to watch the cody Rhodes opening tnt title match just saying yeah. <laughs> however 
Let's talk about this opening match. Dexter Loomis versus Killian Dane. They do what they, what you expected them to do, which was just brawl and brawl. They start brawling outside of the ring early on here. And Loomis does this like lucha dive over the like stairs. Almost, yeah. He's Irish whip towards the stairs and it's, it's like Seth Rollins, how he used to dive over the barricade yeah. when he was in the shield. <laughs> yeah, it was like that. He was doing Seth Rollins' entrance. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's the divide from Killian Dane, which is the running crossbody on the outside still. They then go to picture in picture because they we just could not look away from this action of this match. And during that, Dane basically is locking in like submission moves, the camel clutch and arm stuff. When we come back, Loomis starts to like no-sell. He's doing the like... See, Loomis is another like horror themed character, but he's like selling it like he's trying to be Michael Myers, but as someone who has Halloween posters all over my wall, he is not Michael Myers. But he's, you know, he's, he's all right at that acting split. It's, it's the emotionless, the shape face. He's trying to do that here where he's getting beat up by Dane. Not blinking. Yeah. He's just kind of like, I'm not affected by your, your moves. And he starts to fire back. He hits a Fez press and beats the hell out of him. Um, and then Dane gets the offense again and just flattens him with a power bomb, which looked awesome. Um, then this was a really nice power. It was, it was kind of like the jackknife where you release it, but. A bit more force and less lazy than our Kevin Nash. <laughs> Who may or may not have retired at Hogwell. In <laughs> Uh, there's a side effect from Dexter Loomis who comes back, um, and then ends up knocking Dane off the turnbuckle to the, to the, the mat. And then he hits the Swanton bomb, followed up by another side effect and the, is it the Katakatami? The, the, the arm triangle move yeah. that he's been doing on everyone here. And Dane finally is, passed out and Dexter Loomis gets the win off Killing Dane. And, you know, like we just explained some of the spots were kind of cool and exciting. It's just like, ah, uh, this, it wasn't like a bad match or anything. It's just like, there's no, the match was absolutely fine. Yeah. And it, it feels like this was a dance site better than the match with Roderick strong, which sounds ridiculous to say that, but it was you. Sorry. The, the I mean, this, Dexter Loomis yeah. match was way better than his match with Roderick. Strong Isn't that weird to say? Ago, which is a weird thing to yeah. say. This was a fine match, but I don't think anyone is particularly interested in these guys. I think there's maybe vague intrigue in Dexter Loomis, Killian Dane. I can't see anyone being like, oh, can't wait to see that Killian Dane this week. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, he's offense. not bad. Yeah, he's, he's not, not bad, yeah. but you want to open the show hot. Yeah. Middle of the show, fine. I, I'd have taken this. This was a perfectly fine match. But I felt kind of let down by that regal announcement that you've been hyping via Skype. And now I've got these two. Yeah, dudes. it was a real way. It was a real way to tell me maybe I'll watch this show later yeah. and watch the other one live. That's what I got out of this. And I was like, damn it, I got to do an NXT podcast because I really <laughs> wanted to change the channel. Um, and that, that sounds mean. And I'm not trying to sound mean, but I'm just. Being honest, as a wrestling fan, the you match is fine. Nothing yeah. fault, but nothing special. It should have been swapped with the triple threat match that yes. they hyped and then didn't throw to. It was just so weird. Yeah, AEW does do the, the the thing with the hot match in the beginning, and to me, that's how you get my attention. You have a crazy cracker right away. Of course, I'm gonna. Mm. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm already peaking. Let's go. Let's continue this. Here it was like, all right, I saw two guys that are kind of scary. You and could big. even like when you think of who won that match, you could even have like. Lee in the ring announcing what it is camera kind of in I mean I don't know what they're doing with locker rooms there with social distancing and stuff but they don't seem to care like suddenly you find out these are the three competitors you've got two heels losing the match 
that's their excuse. Yeah. Next week, what? I get like a minute's notice for this triple threat match against this big Aussie. I don't know. It was just, it was strange. Yeah. Uh, to go to that. We go to a backstage segment. Roderick Strong is being interviewed and he's talking about how tonight is the first step to get Undisputed Era back on track. Yeah, they're still on that prophecy thing. <laughs> they're not letting that go. <laughs> that 2018. Dude, you need to let it go, man. Let it go. Uh, so Roddy's going off about that. And he says the last few weeks have been strange, but uh, it's going to be okay. We're going to get things back on track. And in comes Bronson Reed, NXT's resident thick boy. So tonight is Roderick Strong versus Bronson Reed versus Johnny Gargano. Uh, Bronson Reed comes in here and just starts talking about how Keith Lee is giving this opportunity to all the people here in NXT. But this is where Johnny Gargano comes in. He starts to get into some pitter patter with Roderick Strong. And then basically Roddy's like, I'm not, I'm not standing around listening to you. I'm going to go get ready for our match. And Roddy like starts to walk away. And Johnny says, yeah, get out of here, you goof. <laughs> Uh, big pop. And because it's funny, because obviously Gargano's had such a feud with Undisputed Era over the last two years. Yeah. But now he's a heel. And now he's. So th- this is how heel Johnny would, would react like, with Just because I'm a bad guy doesn't mean I like you idiots. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, so I love that. Uh, so <laughs> Roddy walks off, and then Gargano takes a look at Bronson and says, Yeah, NXT's. Thick boy, and then walks off. So Bronson Reed is like, yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that, Johnny. Uh, that match is coming up a little bit later on. Uh, this was fine setting up this this promo. Uh, I want to see more of Bronson Reed, but we'll get to that in a little bit. We go to, I thought it was the Young Bucks coming out, but it turns out it's the Ever Rise. It's the Quebecers. It's the Monday Night Raw superstars. Right? Yeah. Isn't that right? Love yeah. these guys. Yeah, their gear looked like the Young Bucks. Come on. It looked exactly like... If you mixed it with uh, Tyler Breeze tassels, they you'd totally the, get the... Yeah, but he had, they had the, the look, the, even the logo way and the hair. No, it's Matt Martell who yeah. looked like a Young Buck. Ponytail and everything, yeah. man. Uh, well, the Everize come out and they have to face the Mounties. Yeah, that's right. It's the Mountie, a.k.a. Tyler Breeze and the other Mountie, aka Fandango. So they come out with the Mountie whole getup. They're Mountie strippers, essentially. Um, it's the only strippers you're going to get in this pandemic. You were telling way. me about drive-through strippers. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm supposed to save that for the Patreon show. Uh, yeah. Uh, apparently, Houston are doing drive-through strip clubs. So you drive through your with your car, and I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. You know where my family lives. Where do they live? Houston. <laughs> All right, let's go. How's I've got to make. I've got to make amends. We we had a falling out over. Yeah, over you know how, how your aunt. All is really the racist. social issues yeah. the last three months. <laughs> so we've got some big bridges to rebuild. Well, it depends. Uh, and then we it... can drive through on that bridge. <laughs> <laughs> depends. What are those numbers looking like in Texas? Pretty bad. Okay, pretty bad. Well, maybe, I think we'll stay here. Twenty-one. Twenty twenty-one. Yeah, yeah sure. we'll, we'll go. Uh, well, the strippers you're getting here on NXT are male strippers, and they are Mounties. Not a bad stripper outfit for Mounties. Mounties. Uh, and I like the theme song as Canadians here. This is where the announcers just got into full Canadian mode. Beth, Beth Fe- Morrow. <laughs> Beth Phoenix, who is not Canadian, but she's married to one. 
And she's from Buffalo. It yeah. counts. As good as. Well, yeah. yeah, Walton Galleria, you know. Uh, Beth Phoenix mentions that Breezango were talking to her about their love for beavers and how beavers are the national animal of Canada, like the official animal, and that, you know, beavers deserve to be loved and treated with love and care and just treated tenderly, really. And Beth is like, I had no idea that these guys were just such animal enthusiasts. <laughs> and uh, Tom Phillips is like, yeah, that's... That's what they meant when they were talking to you, Beth. And if you want to hear us talk more about animals, you can listen to our review of Freddy Got Fingered with Wei Ting this weekend. Yeah. Or all the animals that we've been encountering here in our in our backyard uh, with Ralph and Ricardo the raccoon, yeah. which all of a sudden there's a little family. So I don't know if it was Ralph. There's Ricardo. Yeah, if it was there's Ricardo. There's Raquel. Animals are scaring me lately. It's summertime here. It's nuts. My new cat's not scaring me, though. That's all right. He's chill. (laughs) So the Mounties versus the actual Canadians, the French Canadians, Ever Rise versus Breezango. And early on, Tyler Breeze teases a supermodel kick after a, like, lockup, but then fakes him out, uh, kicks these, hits the other guy off the apron with the super kick. Fandango is tagged in. He's hitting backdrop suplexes. There's then a Russian leg sweep, but the commentary here decide to say that it is, would be a Canadian leg sweep mm. or a maple leaf sweep, sweep, as Morrow would say, uh, out of, I know the Russian leg sweep is your favorite wrestling move. Out of 10, w- would you rank this Canadian leg Wouldn't sweep? Wouldn't a maple leaf sweep just be a Zamboni? Maple leaf sweep? It's the only sweep. Isn't that what they do? The maple leafs ain't getting any <laughs> other sweeps, so let's give it to them. So uh, it, was, it was a nice Russian it was a nice sweep. One? It wasn't the best. It wasn't the best one, yeah. They mentioned it was like Bret Hart's, but uh, yeah. uh, by the way, uh, Shawn Michaels' birthday today. Happy birthday. Yeah. Screwed Brett. <laughs> uh, there's then the, like, Fandango hits this, like, mounty headbutting dive. He salutes and then falls off onto them. I've never seen a, a salute, really. I don't, we don't see mounties. I know we're in Toronto, which some people don't consider Canada. We don't have mounties here. It's very rare when you see one. Did these guys wrestle on Canada today? No, they sh- I, su- I suggested that they came out dressed like this on Canada Day like, yeah. weeks ago, but they did not do that. They did it now because they're facing Canadians. But they don't. Know- they thought it was Halloween on Sunday, right? Like WWE doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, true. <laughs> so, so wait a second. So Fandango and Tyler Breeze are booked. Tyler Breeze is Canadian, though. Yeah. So it's okay. Uh, well, at the end of this comes this Mountie dive. There's then the double supermodel kick. And the Mounties win this. Fandango and Tyler Breeze win this match. And then Beth says they're going to celebrate by drinking some Tim Hortons, which is now an American company. So, yeah, yeah but it's all right. She tried. So uh, this was this was OK. But I was already complaining about how this show was lacking, quote unquote, star power. And then I get to see Everrise versus two Mounties. Yeah, strippers. I feel like we're 40 minutes into the match and it's 40 minutes, 40. sorry, 40 <laughs> minutes into the show. Oh, it was I mean, more like 20, 30, yeah, but yeah. We've had two matches and promos yeah. and stuff. Commercials, like, Shaq commercials. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going, right, I'm ready for the show to start. Yeah, it, it still felt like it was just a weird, like, like... Again, it was fine. Like, all four of these guys are fine. They're great. Uh, t- Fandango and Tyler Breeze, like, they had that title tag spot. It's like, they can still be in that position. I just don't know where we go from here with them here. Like... They're not a hot act. Mm. Like, you know, like no one's rushing to change the channel to watch Tyler Breeze and Fandango mm. as much as we've kind of praised their their recent little run here because they've been having some good matches. This was a squash match. Everrise have some potential, but they're not seen as stars. Really, Doesn't yet. this just seem like the problem with NXT right now? All the stars, apart from maybe Cross, just feel stale. Yeah. All your, all your top guys 
in the old format of NXT, they'd be on the main roster by now. But now NXT's bigger, they're staying there. So all your top guys, your Undisputed Era, your Garganos, your Champers, just feel really stale. Yeah. And then the undercap cards just don't feel like stars. They don't feel like your really big top indie guys, or they've been there for a while like your Breezangos. Yeah. I think that's my my kind of feeling with the show. The show's fine, but just I'm missing that kind of buzz that yeah. used to have. It right? doesn't have it now. It feels no. like I'm watching another WWE show that I would skip yeah. a lot of the time. That's what it feels like. We go to Dominic Dijakovic, who's backstage. He has a match tonight against Karrion Cross, but he is not scared. And he's gonna he's gonna take out Karrion Cross because there's been some beef between Keith Lee and Cross with the the whole broken uh, time what is it hourglass yep. thing. So Dominic Dijakovic is not worried about this, and he's gonna take him take him out tonight. He's gonna be the first guy to beat Karrion Cross, says Dominic Dijakovic. And up next we go to the Robert Stone brand. Now Robert Stone was run over by a tank. I'm not sure if you knew that or not. But he was run over by a tank. And he's mad about it. He's really mad about it. So Aaliyah, who is the is it it's official that she works under Robert oh, Stonebrand. Yeah, yeah, with him now. She's gonna face Shotzi Blackheart, who does come out in the tank yet again. Uh, I love this tank. Now we were getting in an argument because you were like, Shotzi got this like new tattoo. And yeah, I'm like, oh like a chess piece. And this tattoo is like huge. Like it covers like Big chunks are of oh, her, yeah. like almost like upper shoulders. Almost uh, looks crazy, but I I thought it was fake. Like I was like, how did she just show up one one day and wrestle? But I guess it's that easy. Looked great. Um, looked awesome. Shotzi Blackheart early as this match starts drops Aaliyah, and you know when Jeff Hardy used to drop you on your back and then hold your legs and then like basically put his legs together and yeah. leg drop your balls. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Shotzi now added that to her arsenal and she's as she does it she says welcome to the ball pit and drops down on Aaliyah, uh who may who, who doesn't you know and she she said ball pit it's it, would it be a low blow and uh jeff hardy always did it and the ref never called it we were talking about this because or atomic drop had an atomic drop in one of the matches <laughs> and that's a low blow right yeah otherwise what is it hurting right yeah it's not a low blow if, if it's in a women's match no. Right. I guess. Like no. like a low blow wouldn't be a low wouldn't be a DQ in a women's match. It's not the same. I don't think so. Yeah, right. Well, she hits this move. I like it. Um there's then the classic running senton in the ropes. She howls like a wolf, uh runs at Aaliyah, but who counters that like there's some actual some technical uh maneuvers from Aaliyah who was like countering uh some of Shotzi's moves, counters out of a kick and ends up hitting this like beautiful northern lights suplex here. Uh look like almost two of them at the same back to forth. Um and then Shotzi comes back with some shots to Aaliyah and ends up hitting a tiger suplex. Just like going behind and grabbing both, hooking both chicken wings and suplexing the person. This looked crazy. Triple H's favorite. Yeah, clearly. He watched his Daniel Bryan. Um, or is it Masao who does that move too? Man, so many people. That move is crazy. Yeah. Um, Shotzi hits this move. Then Robert Stone decides to get involved on the apron. She then hits a pump kick to Stone, sending him flying. Shotzi climbs the top rope, hits the flying back senton to Aaliyah. Shotzi pins Aaliyah and wins the match. After this, Shotzi goes down to get into her tank and decides to run over Robert Stone's other leg with 
the tank. As she's doing this, she's kind of like laughing at Robert Stone. And out of nowhere, a mystery boot just finds its place on Shotzi's face, sending her flying out of the tank. And it's revealed that it's Mercedes Martinez who comes down here and kind of to to the save of Robert Stone. She doesn't move the tank. She doesn't help Aaliyah move the tank. But she she made the save, and uh, we're left to to only wonder what could Martinez want with Robert Stone. I this was my favorite match so far on this show. Oh yeah, me I, too. We criticize Aaliyah a lot what? on this show. No. She's been here a long, long time. Oh. She's from our city, and I think this was Aaliyah's best match. Wow. Best match ever, Aaliyah. Yes. Uh, you'd have thought it'd been one of those 50s ILE matches, but no, I-, I thought this was actually really good. I thought uh, Aaliyah looked uh, like way better than she's done before. She was trying some different things we haven't seen before. Um, I think she's been talking to Alicia Fox because her Northern Lights suplex yeah, looked good. lovely. Um, Shotzi's always great, got such a great personality. Um, I can see her being a bit polarizing. I can su- see some people finding her too brash and just not getting it. I know you like her. I think she's great. And we've got some direction at the end with Mercedes Martinez. It's okay, cool. We've got a little feud going on here, Shotzi and Mercedes. I look, I'm still kind of looking at this show going, all right, when's something happening? Cause we've gone from Dane and Loomis to Breezango to Aaliyah. Yeah. Right. But this exceeded my expectations and I quite enjoyed this segment. I, I like what Robert Stone is doing. I, I'm not a huge fan of him when I watched him like in TNA back in the day, but he's really coming to his own on this. We, I say this every week. He's really funny on the show. He like, I don't know, maybe he's a guy who has taken acting classes because he, his comedy is kind of hitting for me. He, he kind of understands what to say and when to say it and his timing and everything like that. Uh, he's great. And I, I totally wanted to see his leg get run over by tank. Like, <laughs> it was, was it just me where I was like, uh, let's go run him over again. And I got it. Uh, yeah, I think Shotzi is going to be uh, a champion in WWE for sure. I, I can see her. She has such a, a different look, such like the howling and stuff. It's so over the top, but that's what wrestling is. I think, I think it'll work. Here I am talking about like horror movies and stuff. She, she kind of is in that aspect of, of like that, with like the the way she dresses and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, she's great, and this and even Aaliyah looked looked good in this match. I will say, yeah, I think so. Maybe she's getting ready for that rematch with Zaya Zaya Lee. Can't wait. Yeah, or the tag team. What was it? Zaya Aaliyah. <laughs> uh, and Mercedes Martinez. We'll see her a little bit later to see what she's getting up to. But yeah, uh, this was <laughs> this was pretty good for what it was. It got the story moving. We have a vignette for. Uh, oh, sorry, someone in the YouTube chat saying. Forget the the fight pit. We want the ball pit match. Love it. That would be great. Remember? Hey, wasn't that Crash Holly? Was there a ball pit match? There was. Crash Some... Holly got pinned in a ball pit. Whoa, for the hardcore title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that maybe that's something that could happen. Ball pit. Welcome, yeah. welcome to the ballroom blitz. We go to a vignette for Isaiah Swerve Scott. He's talking about how he's. He's making waves here in NXT, and he's been here for a little while, but it's it's all about making the right step. And then we see him in like a music studio. He's like uh, recording some music. I follow him on his his Twitter, his social, and he's been posting like freestyles and him like rapping. And he makes like 
I don't know if he makes like albums and EPs, but Swerve does make music. So here he is in the studio and he's talking about how his whole life he was like, he liked to be alone and on his own and kind of like a drifter. But he finds the similarities when he makes his music as, as he does in, in wrestling. You gotta, you know, do things a proper way. You gotta practice. Timing is everything. And then he talks about how he came face to face with Johnny Gargano and almost got there, but lost. Um, and then he mentions Santos Escobar and how if he ever gets to tangle it up with him again, he would take the Cruiserweight title and it's Swerve's house. Uh, so this was cool as a, a person who has a little bedroom music studio of my own. It was cool to see someone like incorporating his other like hobbies in his life. I kind of just wish he rapped. <laughs> I, oh, I was like, I, I, was, I was like, yo, when are you going to spit? Let's I go. thought I was watching America's Got Talent. Yeah, I, I thought he was about to come out. <laughs> And have his decks and like start rapping in front of Simon Cowell, oh my God. whoever's on that show now. <laughs> Katy Perry and Lionel it's like, it was It was cool. Like it was a great character piece, but <laughs> I don't know if I want to know about your hobbies. Dude, I, totally, I want to know why you're a good wrestler. It totally was like he was like about to come out and, yeah. and butcher like a song. Like you know, like he's hyping up his story. Like I was, a, I liked to be alone as a kid. I was a single child. The parents weren't around. Now my dad I like died to fight. When I was two and raised by I, my dad. You know. I just, yeah. Just, yeah, it did feel like that. Uh, look, I, I like I like hip hop and, and music and stuff like that. I have checked out some of his stuff. He's not bad. He's pretty cool. I want to maybe send him some beats. But uh, it's just your character is not a, you're not a rapper because I haven't seen you rap on TV, at least. So you're, now you're telling me that you just like to make music. So I was expecting like maybe maybe some sort of freestyle here or something. I don't know. Maybe because, that's something we're going to get. I yeah. mean, we I shouldn't criticize because it hasn't happened like, yet. Character pieces are great. Like we've we saw there was a Roddy one years ago where finally you were like, all right, where he was his dad into this guy. It was his dad one. <laughs> but I am kind of watching, going, all right, but I I don't care about your rapping. I right. I want to watch you wrestle. Yeah. Um, For me, there's a guy on the indies here uh, before COVID, obviously BC, um, Kevin Bennett. He's uh, a Smash Wrestling. He's from Buffalo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. His gimmick is, his gimmick is, he, he does, he does what I do. He like makes beats and he like raps and stuff like that. But when he has scheduled matches or like a rivalry going on, he'll release like a minute long over a beat freestyle where the the freestyle is like, not kind of like John, just what John Cena would do, but it's like actually a song about like what's going on. And this is an indie wrestler in Toronto, which is not a high, like Toronto indie wrestling is not big at all. And this guy has been using this gimmick for a while. And as soon as I've been watching this guy for a few years in Smash Wrestling, as soon as I saw that guy, I was like, damn, why isn't that a main character on not NXT, WWE, considering, you know how many other, look at R-Truth. R-Truth has albums out that he's still making songs that are coming out, but they don't let him promote. But maybe then this is a good idea because how many people watch this and went, oh, I wonder if he's any good. And go has check goes out. checks out his stuff, and then maybe this week he drops something on Santos Escobar. He should, and then he's got all these new follows and people checking out their, his stuff because he didn't know they didn't know he made music, right? And then you do that this week, maybe if he does that, I think this would be awesome because it's cool. Um, he was just like in some studio, but he didn't really we didn't really get to see. It said like coming. There's more to see out of this. I think we'll see him maybe in the studio again, but. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm not like against it, but I was kind of just left like. <laughs> now I can't stop thinking that I was watching him come out for X, X Factor or some <laughs> like something. He's gonna like come out here and like start singing some meatloaf or I don't know. <laughs> Strange. Uh, so Simon going, you know what? I need you to believe in yourself because I believe in you. And then hitting that buzzer. You hear, oh, whose house? Is. Swerve's house. That was absolute rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> you made me want to have Seth Rollins gouge my eyes and ears out. <laughs> I'd rather listen to Flo Rida. <laughs> we then go to our triple threat match that we were promised so much earlier, but we did not get. And that is the winner of this triple threat match will be added to the multi-man ladder match for the North American title. If you win this match, you're entered into the match at TakeOver 30. Johnny Gargano. Roderick Strong and Bronson Reed. Now, this is a, an interesting one because Roderick Strong has been the workhorse of NXT for far too long. Workhorse of the WWE. I, I think uh, Roderick Strong is one of the best workers in in wrestling, but in this company. And then you have Johnny Gargano, who, in my opinion, is one of the best workers in this company. And then you have Bronson Reed, who for weeks, fuck months now, we've been saying we've been waiting for him to kind of have his, his breakout kind of moment. And we've seen it recently with him against Karrion Cross. But this would be a real test because you're put in here between two guys that everyone, I think we were just like, well, wait, can we just see Johnny versus Roddy? Cause that would be good. We've seen like TV matches of that, but here it's a triple threat. And you know what? I'll say it right off the bat. Bronson Reed, he, he could hang. He could definitely hang with these yeah. two. Uh, this was so much fun. Uh, Johnny and Roddy are basically are like verbally butting heads because they're like, they're psyching each other out. They kind of know their moves are so similar. So they're both on the outside. They're doing, it's, it's the thing I always criticize about in triple threat matches where the heel bails to the outside and lets the baby faces fight. Yeah. But here it's two heels and a baby face. So they right. both bail to the outside and don't want to fight the big guy. They're going, you go. No, no, you go. You go. All right, uh, after three, we'll both go, and neither go. They uh, fake, I knew you wouldn't go. They fake each other out, yeah, yeah uh, it's great. Uh, they ve- eventually do get in the ring, and Bronson is just throwing them around. I, I always, this guy is, like, his gimmick is, like, he's a movie monster to me. Like, he's just, he's terrorizing, he's throwing these dudes all over the place. He's like Godzilla, it's great. Um, there's, like, a spot where Roddy and Gargano, like, both, like, do- dodge under and leapfrog up, and Bronson just, like... Not not a pounce, but just throws the other guy into the other one, like midair yeah. collision. That, I think they called it like a swat. It, it was. was more like that. You just swatted him. It's King Kong swatting away yeah. like these like helicopters. It's great. Uh, there's then like this uh, commercial break with no PNP. And I know I, I got mad, mad about this last week, but let me get this straight for those keeping score at home. We started the show off by William Regal and Keith Lee telling us that the North American title is going to be uh, relinquished and that it's going to be on the line in this ladder match. And there's going to be a triple threat match. For this spot. And that's going to be later. But instead, we got Killian Dane and Dexter Loomis. And when they went to commercial, we got picture in picture. But when the, the triple threat match that's happening right now goes to break... Shakaroni. Shakaroni and Shaq Frosted Flakes. Just how many fucking commercials is he? And if you want to hear us talk more about Shaq, uh, listen to our Freddy Got Fred- Fingered <laughs> review this weekend with Waiting. But this this is this is... It's just so annoying. Why the fuck are you going to picture in picture with that match? I know it has something to do with, you know, commercials and ads and stuff like that. I work in TV. I get it. But, but really. Flip the matches. 
Why would you? I, why? Yeah, I don't agree. understand. I agree. It was very strange. So we come back from commercial with no picture in picture. Um, there's a sunset flip from Roddy into Gargano, but there's like knees and then a flying knee to Roddy again. There's the slingshot spear. There's then a tope instantly into Reed. Johnny is just on fire. Back in the ring, Roddy gets a double underhook rope assisted backbreaker on Johnny for a two count. Um, while Johnny and Roddy are fighting, Bronson Reed. At the same time, like reverse DDTs Roddy while giving a Uranagi yeah, onto it's, him. It's like the to, kind to of Johnny. Christian inverted DDT with an Uranagi at the same time. Like on, like so onto both guys, onto each other. Really this good. this was really cool, but it's only a two count. Roddy is back. He's getting chops in. He's he's like blocking Reed here. Johnny hits an Enzigiri to Reed, which sets up Roddy to hit the Olympic Slam for a two count. Uh, there's then another backbreaker on Johnny Gargano. Roddy's hitting the, the forearm train and Johnny just throws him out of the ring. Reed, while both guys, Johnny and, and, and Roddy are fighting on the outside. Reed hits a suicide dive onto both of them. They then go to commercial again. When we come back, Reed is now beating on both guys. He's got one of them up for a, a like doomsday kind of fireman carry, but the other like fly, it, it, some really creative kind of three-way spots but one guy like flies over the other one it made it made total sense there's then like a double Samoan drop um the, sorry the doomsday was counted into a poison rana so like Johnny's on the shoulders Roddy goes to do the doomsday but Johnny ducks it and then at the same time is yep. poison rana to Bronson Reed insane double Samoan drops there's flying knees there's super kicks there's power bombs there's uh, like a tiger driver that's countered into her Rana from Gargano then the satellite into the Gargano escape it's not over yet Roddy then gets the lawn dart Johnny hits the final beat but as Johnny hits the final beat on Roddy laying him out in the corner of your screen a flying monster the flying Ozilla with the splash to Roderick Strong, Bronson Reed wins the match and advances to take over 30 in a huge upset. However, uh, during this whole match we were watching together, we were shouting at the TV, screaming, we want Bronson Reed to win this match. And he did. Yeah, I, I think what would be best is I would like to see Roddy and Gargano go at it in a singles yeah, uh, takeover. Definitely. Um we haven't seen Undisputed since uh, the title was dropped. I kind of think rest them. Maybe just have Roddy hanging around. And you can have Gargano like poke at that a bit. Like, where are your boys? So Johnny... On, on- and have Roddy as kind of a face in this. Um, but yeah, Bronson, the main thing. Bronson going over here. Yeah. I loved it. This is what they need. They need to start elevating other guys. Uh, Bronson Reed really proved himself in this match. Yes, I think. Did. From this and the like mini TV carrying cross feud the other week, I think he's won over a lot of fre- uh, fans here. Uh, I really enjoyed this. I think this was match of the night. Definitely. Um, the right guy won. Uh, but I'm also intrigued with what the losers do. So this was this is what you want. They definitely did their job. I I was so I like I just mentioned off the top. Gargano is one of my favorite wrestlers, hands down. He just yeah. is. As is Roderick Strong. Been following Roderick for a long time in the world of, of pro wrestling. But Bronson Reed, 
by the end of this match, he I needed him to win. As a fan, you were watching. You're like, no, no, no. This guy needs to kill both of them. You can do it. You can break break out here. And this was a star making moment for it him was. because now I, I I could even project him maybe even winning that ladder match or stealing the show in some capacity. Uh, Bronson Reed, who was Jonah Rock, we, we had so many of our, our like listeners kind of. I know uh, Chris Thunder from Down Under. Uh, Chris is in the YouTube room right yeah. now, and he's like, finally, you guys get to see what I've been saying. Yeah, about hey, we always said I, I've been saying that I knew it was going to come i could say even his gear is has been better lately his look everything he's been doing is fantastic so uh is it what is it claws up for uh for for bronson reed the resident thick boy yeah not a white claw like his actual like claw uh yeah (laughs) fucking oath nazi wins here and he's going into the title match but where does this leave gargano and roderick strong Maybe they'll fight one on one at Takeover. I don't know, but that could be crazy too. Uh, this was this was so much fun. This was honestly uh, this saved the show for me. This was my match of the night, definitely. Uh, but Johnny Gargano tweeted uh, tonight saying, "What's the deal with triple threat matches?" Because if you look at history, Johnny Gargano never loses in the triple threat. It's the other person that loses. So oh, okay. now he's saying Roddy screwed me out of me going into I mean this match. what we also normally get in these things is like a last chance yeah we could a get last that. chance six man or battle royal or something like that yeah so that's something we might get down the line uh do did they say how many places are in this I imagine six it looked like five but I could be five? wrong. five yeah okay uh, I I just quickly glanced at it but um right. yeah I, I would put a few other people in this match but we'll get maybe to that I mean yeah you yeah. can't have just Bronson Reed in this match yeah no You'll no a few just let him just let him <laughs> climb it and win right away it'd be great uh yeah this was a lot of fun I would definitely check out this triple threat between Gargano Strong and Reed NXT's resident thick boy coming through he's gonna run things here I love it we have a recap of Oni Lorkin and Timothy Thatcher and uh, how Oni Lorkin kind of got his ass kicked by Thatcher. But it's a rematch right now. Are you ready? Throw him up. Throw him up. Oni Lorkin versus Timothy Thatcher. Now this is what? Thatch can? Catch can? Thatcher's Thatch can. Thatch can. And it's basically lots of grappling and and chops and flipping the other guy over. Uh, this is like a shoot fight here. Um, goes back and forth. I, I love the start of this match. It reminded me of the last time they fight. It's just like really like raw kind of r- some real wrestling here. It looks great. Crazy chops that like both these guys are maybe, maybe more so Oni Lorcan on the paler side, their, their skin tone and like the, their skin changes from the beginning of this oh, yeah. match to the end from the, the white to red. Thatcher hits a belly to belly, then almost like a, like a heart punch type of move to, uh, Oni Lorkin. We come back from commercial break, and it's Oni who's now got the single leg crab, like his uh, like his buddy Lance Storm, on Thatcher, and then the Fujiwara. So now Oni's like, "Hey, I've been watching you and your your school of wrestling moves, and I can do them just as well." So he's doing all the moves that he's talking about, but Thatcher, the the heel, fish hooks Oni Lorkin, which they remind us is very illegal in wrestling. And I'm like, really? That's illegal in wrestling? I just watched the guy get his eye pulled out. <laughs> but okay. Uh, then they're chopping the hell out of each other back and forth. Oni hits the half and half suplex, but it's not enough. He then goes for the Fujiwara again. Somehow Thatcher reverses that and gets the pin on Oni Lorkin. And Oni is shocked and heartbroken. I I really enjoyed this. It I really enjoyed their first match. I thought this was great. Um, I just love how real this looks. This just feels like I'm watching a sport right this here. This is some Pancrase. The way they're just... Didn't we watch some last we, week? <laughs> I made you watch Pancrase. We watched Pancrase and we watched Team Fighting oh Championship. My God. 
Do you remember that? Five on oh, five gosh. MMA rules? Yeah, it's good shit. Yeah. Pancreas is Suzuki's thing, right? Yes. Okay, great. Well, this felt like that. It's like a fight. It was great. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. And it, I actually kind of want them to have a rematch at TakeOver, which probably won't happen because that's so long. it's 2-0 now? It's 2-0 well. Thatcher, so I guess yeah. he's moving on. Who would uh, you put I don't Thatcher know. with? Well, I don't know because I guess I can... I can uh, we'll go to the, the, the next thing first, but... There, there is uh, progression with Thatcher for next week. He is announced in the match next week. So yes. uh, up next is Robert Stone, who's backstage with Aaliyah. Who, he's sitting down because his other leg now is hurting because he got ran over by a tank. I'm not sure if you knew that. Uh, he says uh, <laughs> Ali- he's kind of like crying to Aaliyah, like, oh, my God, my leg. And Mercedes Martinez walks by and they start talking to him. Uh, start talking to her, sorry. And they say, look, uh, Mercedes, what can we do here? What can we work something out? And Mercedes says to Robert Stone, look, I don't want to deal with contracts and stupid meetings and all this stuff. So I need someone to handle the stuff like that. I don't care about all that outside stuff. I just want to focus on what I do best. And that's hurting people in the ring. So if we can come to an understanding then we can come to an understanding. So Robert Stone shakes her hand, and now Mercedes Martinez is maybe, possibly, the newest member of the Robert Stone brand. And as Mercedes walks off, Stone and Aaliyah are like, oh, shit, we got another one! <laughs> we got one! I like it, because she basically went, look, I just want you to, like, don't come to the ring with me. I just want you to book matches Make sure my money comes in on time. Do all the boring shit. Yeah. I just want to wrestle. I'm a fighter. And uh, look, just do do that. So it felt like you had Robert Stone with Chelsea Green. We all thought Chelsea Green was being moved up because they broke up. We haven't seen her again. (laughs) She's just gone. We then had Aaliyah come in. Yeah. We then had Robert Stone seem to have something with Killian Dane last week. And they just decided to drop that instantly. And now Mercedes Martinez. Why not? Who next? Who's Every- next, Goldberg? <laughs> Everyone. Anyone could be in the Robert Stone brand if would you, you want to. Would you sign with the Robert Stone At brand? this point, yeah. At this point. Mm-hmm. We'd be you working just with want Shotzi to run you over in the tank, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> well, Yeah. <laughs> No, uh, I I th- I think this guy has just been super funny, and I am interested. I like the idea that he can have different people that may not stay, may may come and go. Mercedes could be pulling his leg. Mercedes could just be fucking with him, like to to get like the next step to get a match with other people, yeah, to make a take it make a name for herself. But it would be inter- it's such a weird pairing considering we've seen Mercedes on the Indies quite a bit. It's just an odd her gimmick character here is like scary. But realistically, as a like. If you're looking at talent agents, they want one of everything. Right. Like if I went in, like when yeah. I went into my agent's office, you just see like a wall of different people. It's like, yeah, because I need to sell you. I need to sell you. So it's true. And she's like, no, I, I don't want you to be like trying to interfere for me. I can fucking handle myself. Just want you to like do the paperwork <laughs> that I don't want to do, which is great. Yeah. Why not? I need to get one of these. Yeah. You need to get me a Robert Stone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm interested in seeing what they do with that. We then go to a video. It is Finn Balor, or as my spell check says, Finn Baller. He says Keith Lee is giving out opportunities. He's giving everyone opportunities. He's giving NXT opportunities. He's giving Finn Balor opportunities. But you know what, Keith? I don't need charity. 
but I'll take you up on this. You see, you're not man enough to, to face me one-on-one, but I'll take this. I'll take your opportunity, and I'll take the North American Championship. And this time, I'm not playing chess. Next week, and then the show flashes up the graphic card. Next week, it is another triple threat match. Finn Balor versus Dexter Loomis versus Timothy Thatcher. And the winner of that match will go on to join the ladder match at TakeOver 30. He says, triple threat. Well, if you get in the ring with Finn, you get pushed to the ceiling. The ladder match is going to get what it needs. The Finn rub. And uh, Finn Balor basically saying he's going to become a North American champion because he's been teasing that he's won that title before. Yeah, it's, it's the, the title that eluded him. Because it didn't exist. didn't exist. And then he won the Universal Championship right away and disappeared. He didn't exist. He didn't exist. Um, Yeah, it's interesting now. With with Bronson Reed winning and qualifying, I kind of don't want to see Finn in this. Sure. I'd kind of like to see Finn in something else. So you've got, uh, sorry, Thatcher, Loomis, Loomis, and Balor. Yeah. You know what this I, ma- this match is missing something. You know what's missing? Cameron Grimes. Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's, he's going to be, be in he's the match. Be in this, and he should win. <laughs> you know why? Because you got to climb a ladder to get to the moon, yeah. and that's what he's going to do, baby. <laughs> that's what he's going to do. Well, he's not on this episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> actually, now you're saying that it's probably going to be Bala, Priest, Cameron Grimes, Bronson. Ah, uh, sorry. That's I don't know. There's too many yeah. to name now. I don't know. Uh. It's it's interesting. All these like mid Carter guys that are kind of still floating around can kind of make a name for them. I thought Bronson Reed definitely did that tonight for Absolutely. me in my eyes. And but. that's I like we've got some direction. We've got these triple threats to look forward to the next few weeks. Um I really want to see just bo- boost that mid card. Yeah. So that's why I'm kinda like, uh, do I want do I want Balor in this or not? True, exactly. I like the the promo. I like the fact that he's doing like the the insider talk. Insider baseball talk, right. like you're getting the get, you're getting the push or you're getting the fin rub kind yeah. of things. And he talked about playing uh, chess because the last program he was in, he says you're all playing checkers and I'm playing chess. So yeah. now he's saying I'm not playing chess. I'm going to try wrestling. <laughs> so maybe it'll work for him. He hasn't done too much since he's. I been also like I I don't like charity, but you know I'll I'll take it. I don't like oh. charity. Uh, you don't need to hand me anything, but all right, yeah, I'll I'll be in this. I don't need charity, but Loomis won a match tonight. Thatcher won a match tonight. They get entered into this, and I don't. Yeah. But I don't need charity. <laughs> True. <laughs> we go to our main event of the evening. It's time to fall and pray. Karrion Cross with Scarlet versus Dominic Dijakovic in our main event. And it's two. It's does this count? Big Lads Wrestling. Big Lads Wrestling! They're both pretty big. They're pretty big. Actually, I think Cross is... um, I don't think you quite realize how big he is. Yeah. Because Dijakovic, we know, is a big lad. Cross was only a couple of inches shorter than him. He didn't look much shorter. Karrion Cross is 6 foot 4.5, according to Wikipedia. that's big. So that's a big lad. That's a big lad. That counts. I'll count it as a big... You're going to tell him no? I wouldn't tell him. No, I, uh, I, I shave my head every time I shave my head. Now I look in the mirror and I see Karrion Cross. That's what I do now. I got that vibe going. He just doesn't have facial hair like me, but you know, we wear black. I'm, I'm working on the tattoos, but I don't have quite as many. But I'm you getting... don't have a stag on your back. 
He, what does he have on his back? I don't know. It's, it's weird. Looked like it's just like a stag. Like yeah. what do you mean, like a stag? A like stag a and deer. Dumb? Oh, yeah. deer. He's got a deer on his back. Yeah. Nice. It's, it's an interesting one. Should I get that? Sure. Why not? Yeah, I'll get a moose. <laughs> this match starts off with these two big lads wrestling with tests of strength. And uh, it's kind of Dijakovic who's kind of getting the, the strength offense here, which is kind of not necessarily freaking carrying out, but he keeps trying to, like, reset. He keeps it calm. Early on, Dominic Dijakovic tries to go for the feast your eyes, the torture rack into the knee, but it's blocked, which then Cross goes for the Doomsday Saito, and that is blocked. They then start to scrap all around the outside and slamming each other into the plexiglass. And uh, you know what sucks? Shotzi Blackheart on the main roster is such a... Such fun to watch in the crowd. But yeah. here she's a star on the show. So it's the only time I'm ever like, oh, man, I wish Shotzi was in the crowd. But, like, no, she shouldn't I, be in the you crowd. You know what I want to see? on the, I just want NXT just have, like, Randy Orton. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the day with RJ City. <laughs> just got, like, who else would you have? What, with RJ Yeah, they have a little oh, they they have have a, beef. They have a beef today. Yeah, great. Yeah, greatest he's Twitter. He's, like, grown on me the last year. He's matured. <laughs> An unexpected Twitter beefs is RJ City and Randy Orton today. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like the them fighting around the plexiglass and stuff. Yeah. It's cool, but I love uh, Shotzi hey, in the background. is plexiglass just a fancy name for plastic see-through glass? plastic? <laughs> Yes. Plexiglass sounds like, oh, damn, slamming against plexiglass. plexiglass. See-through plastic. Eh. Eh, yeah. <laughs> plexiglass. Plexiglass. Yeah, right, like the hockey boards and yeah. stuff. Well, they're fighting all around it, and they go back into the into the uh, the ring here, and Cross hits this, like, nasty roundhouse kick just right to the head of, of Dijakovic. Looks great. They go to picture-in-picture during break, and it's basically Cross wearing Dijakovic down. He's got, like, a series of headlocks. He's, like, wrenching him, kind of throwing him around. When we come back, there is... It's not quite the Saito suplex, but it's, like, a back suplex onto Dijakovic. He goes for the cross jacket, but it's blocked. There's then forearms. There's then the suplex throw from Dijak. Then the sit-out choke bomb for a two count as Cross kicks out. And then while Cross is on the outside kind of catching his breath, Dijakovic hits a flying tope Kanhiro to the outside onto Cross. Just crazy considering how tall this guy is. They go back into, uh, sorry, they keep fighting all around the ring here after that tope. And Cross kind of gains the advantage and decides to take Dijakovic's head, wedge them in between the steel steps and the ring post, and then decides to kick it. And just, like, pushing the 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 steps against the head of Dijakovic. This was probably the safest spot, but it looked this crazy. This was an awesome spot. Yeah, it looked I, great. I loved it. I thought, yeah. Yeah, I, looked great. I thought it looked fantastic. Um, was probably done pretty safely. Um, yeah, I was a big fan of this. So it looks like he dies, but the ref checks on him and he's like, no, 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 he's, he's, he's still, he's still okay. So Cross keeps breaking the, the, the count. He's just like, I'm not getting a count out. I want to crush this dude. And this is where Keith Lee, the NXT champion, comes down to the ring. So he was here the whole time. Yeah. You didn't need to do it from Zoom because he was here. It's so strange. Oh, the, the problems of taping shows and trying to put things in order. So Lee comes down and Cross just is on top of Dijakovic in the ring. And Dijakovic is just getting pummeled and beaten down. But he kind of comes to and he sees Keith Lee is standing there ringside. And he says to Keith Lee, no, don't call it off. This is my call, Lee. I said no. And Cross decides right in front of Keith Lee 
to put Dijakovic into the sleeper hold, not even the cross jack, just a sleeper, nasty sleeper. And in front of Lee, Dijakovic passes out. Karrion Cross gets the victory over Dijakovic. He sends him back into the main roster. And Keith Lee and Dijakovic, sorry, Dijakovic laying there. Keith Lee and Karrion Cross kind of have this little stare down, this moment. Cross and Scarlet walk off. Scarlet's just laughing, this evil look on her face. And Keith Lee and his boy Dijak are just standing there like, huh, what a night. Yeah. <laughs> and that's NXT. Uh, I actually really liked the the angle at the end there. For me, it kind of went on a bit too long. Right, it's like, like this Champa match. You had the you had the kick happen, like the spot with the steps, and then I think maybe you should have had once Dijak being like, "No, don't like it's mine, yeah. it's mine." Telling Keith, but it seemed to be like for two minutes. It's like, well, this move isn't that effective, <laughs> is it? You just crushed his skull, and now you're, yeah. Um, but I like the idea of the angle. I thought that spot with the stairs looked awesome. Uh, I think it worked really well having Keith Lee involved with this guy that he's got a, I wouldn't say a friendship, but like this mutual respect yeah. that they've been fighting for years. They've, they've said that they fought before here, before NXT. So having him look out for his buddy, but also that respect where, all right, you're, you're telling me not to throw in the towel for you. I respect you. I love that. Um, just felt it dragged out a little bit too much at the end, but it looks like we're going with Cross and Lee, which I'm absolutely fine with, and I think Cross should just, yeah, go over. Yeah, I think Cross should. It, look, it looks as if they're going with Keith Lee, Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross at Takeover 30, and that'll be the main event for the title. And if you ask me, Karrion Cross should go over. Keith Lee will be fine on Raw, SmackDown, whatever show he ends up on. He's bound to be a WWE champion one day. It, he just he's got he's got it, and he's going to be that. So if that's the case, move him up and take care of Cross now. Put Cross with the title and and everything like that. And- you know. You assume, I, I think we speculated this last week, but this is Dijak's write-off and he's going to main roster, would you think? I think so. I think maybe both guys would go up. I, I really want to see, I think I might have mentioned this before, but I want to see Dijakovic be Apollo Crews' next opponent. Yeah. Next big opponent. Yeah, I would like that. Um, I think US title, have him come maybe as a heel up to Raw to challenge Apollo. I think that would be great. Lee... Um, I think maybe SmackDown could do with him. Does... I'd do Raw with Keith Lee. I'd push, I'd do all the Rockets to I'd Keith Lee. I'd get that title right off of Braun yep. and get on this guy. Sure, do anything. Braun to Bray, Bray to Lee, maybe. Anything. I think Keith Lee would be a, a bigger WWE star than he is just right now. Not, he yep. just won this title, but I'm just saying, it just makes sense I to me. I feel the main roster feels more right for him. Yeah. A guy of his size, both both him and Dijak. I think they do so much better on the main roster. Yeah. Whereas the worry with a lot of our NXT favorites is size, right? It's, well, look, it's a Johnny Gargano, a Champer, and a Cole where you go, we love them, but are they going to look like little guys on the main roster? That's not a worry with your Keith Lees and your Dijaks. Uh, Karrion Cross is also pretty big. And we were talking about this whole show, how we didn't see a lot of star power. But when this guy's entrance hits with him and oh. Scarlet, you see, you know who the star is. Oh, 100%. It's this guy. You see they're putting all their money behind this guy. Yeah. Um, it's actually crazy to think that this guy hasn't had a audience in NXT, in WWE. Yeah. 
He's, like, he's, he's debuted without We haven't seen that crowd. Barclays Center entrance with him yet and that kind of thing. Yeah. Which is crazy because... Well, we might not see that I for think, a while. <laughs> I know, but I think he's going to be NXT for quite a while. Yeah, I think he should be Until running things here. Back. Yeah, he really should. Definitely. Yeah. He has the look. He's got some cool moves. He's got the the manager who comes out all creepy. Everything is working for me. I, I think I think Karrion Cross should take the title from Keith Lee. They have not uh, announced that match officially, but I think it's safe to say that's it's, what they're yeah. going with. In fact, let's 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 fantasy book Takeover Thirty right Takeover now. Dirty? If we shall Takeover Dirty Thirty. Uh, I think we're going to be getting Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross. I also think we're going to be getting Io Shirai versus Dakota Kai. Which one will get me high? We'll have to find out. We're also getting that North American title ladder match with multiple people in it. I'm going to say Bronson Reed, Finn Balor. Cameron Grimes! Damian Priest, <laughs> Cameron Grimes, and who would the last one be? Just Cameron Grimes. Doesn't matter. Dex. Um, no. <laughs> I don't know who the last one. Cameron Grimes twice. Uh, Santos Escobar versus Swerve. Santos, yeah, Escobar versus Swerve for the cruiserweight title, and there's your takeover. And maybe Gargano and Roddy. Oh, that's four matches. Yeah, and then we need a tag title. Who are it's Imperium still? Oh yeah. The tag division feels lost right now. Oh yeah, tag team wrestling is not. This is not the show. Used to be what NXT was good. Yeah, AEW is definitely the tag Mm. team wrestling show. Uh, Yeah, uh, that looks like a pretty solid takeover card. That'll be good. I don't think takeovers ever disappoint. No, definitely not. Uh, Yeah, so takeover thirty. When is that? I keep saying it, and I don't. It'll be twenty second of August. Awesome. I believe SummerSlam's on the twenty third. So uh, you know, last year. At Takeover SummerSlam, it was Takeover Toronto too. Yes, and uh, I don't know if you, I don't know if you remember or not, but uh, we did. I a- don't remember much of SummerSlam. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I remember. Um, well, we uh, we did a little party. We did where it was a Takeover tailgate. It was, but it's the time of of a pandemic where we 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 can't even go to these shows and hang out with all our our friends and listeners and and everyone so what could we do if we can't do a takeover tailgate we can't go down to florida and tail tailgate outside the pc we probably could we probably florida could. <laughs> we might get caught like that one stalker guy who keeps trying to show up there but no uh what 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 on earth could we do what could we do hmm um i don't know but watching watching william regal and keith lee just give away huge announcements via zoom call just Makes my mind wonder what we could just do with... It, it is a good app, isn't it? I don't know. It's a good app. You can just get a lot, a lot of people on there. The gears are turning. A lot of people on there. The gears are turning. August We've got 22nd. a Wi-Fi booster. We do. Yeah, that works. We got Ralph the Raccoon. We've got Ralph the Raccoon. Yeah, we'll just say yeah. it. We're, we're, we're working on some things. We're just... We're working on some things for TakeOver Tailgate 2020. Stay tuned. But yeah, NXT... With the announcement of TakeOver 30. Uh, TakeOver 30 looks pretty good, considering we just kind of fantasy booked the, the card without actually knowing the card. But they're actually kind of l- lucky that it happens to be 30. I haven't done the maths. I'm sure they're right that it is Quick TakeOver 30. <laughs> um, but because what else were they going to call it? Yeah, really? I was telling you, you know? this the other day that, like, look, the reason they're doing, like, horror show or in your house is because they don't want it. They don't know what else to call it. TakeOver Mm, like they don't know performance center two. like no it doesn't sound good yeah it doesn't so they're lucky that they got what's the one after that gonna be though 31 when's that survives oh it's war games 
Oh, they're, they're, they're set. They're sorted to the Rumble. Fine. They're sorted. They're fine. Dude, are they going to do a Royal Rumble at the Performance Center? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to see oh that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just going to be people from Florida. <laughs> It'll be cinematic. They'll do it on a plane. Oh, be God. like <laughs> Money plane? <Yeah. laughs> Should we add that to our review next month? There's a lot next month. Edge and Maybe Kelsey September. Grant, oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, that was NXT. You know, it had some ups and downs. I complained a little bit of the stuff, what they did and, and what they didn't do right. But I, I really enjoyed that triple threat match. That was the highlight for me. I have been going off about how I think Bronson Reed was like this diamond in the rough that was just waiting to kind of break through and show show us what he's got. And man, he did that tonight. I think this guy is a future future champion here in NXT. Just a future star, in my opinion. I, I want him to succeed. He's great. Uh, fantastic stuff. Right, yeah, let's go to some feedback. Yes. So every week we post on the forum, forum.postwrestling.com, uh, where you can leave your feedback on tonight's episode. We start with Chris from Pennsylvania. That was an awesome triple threat match, and I'm even happier with the result of Bronson Reed winning. Personally, I think the secondary titles are most effective when they are held by up-and-coming fresh faces instead of guys who have already been established as main eventers. I'd much rather have guys like Reed and Swerve and Cameron Grimes in this ladder match than guys like Gargano or Roddy or Finn. They did seem to be hammering home the point of new opportunities with Lee giving up the belt, so I hope this is the direction they're going. Yeah, that's what I hope too, Chris, and we're off to a good start. Well, I just want Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes! Paul from New Jersey says, like Fetch, Dexter Loomis just isn't happening for me. That being said, Heel Gargano is working overtime. Beth stated that the beaver needs to be handled tenderly and passionately. I agree. Welcome to the ball pit. Shotzi Blackheart is a, is it a reckless butthole? Wow, that's mean. He says, Reed, Gargano, and Strong was fantastic. Australians all day. This week's Kona speculation on Raw, Drew McIntyre was discussing stipulations for yet another match with the boy who cried Dolph. As McIntyre was discussing stipulations, someone from the crowd yelled, eye for an eye, and everyone started laughing. Pollock believes it was Kona Reeves. This is where we need a sound effect for Kona Watch. We need a bell. We just ring every time you see Kona. Uh, After reviewing it myself and getting results back from the lab, I agree. From not wearing a mask to the best moment of Raw, Kona is crushing it. Thank you for making Extreme Rules bearable. Hey, thank you, Paul. You're very welcome, Paul. We go to Mystery. Hiya! Not much to say tonight, so I'll keep it very brief. Mercedes is probably going to be EO's first real actual threat to the title after that Robin, Robert Stone segment tonight. I just don't see Dakota being portrayed as an actual believable threat to Shirai's reign. Sorry, that ending with Cross Dijak was great, but went on for a bit too long. I'm also starting to lose interest in Cross because the only neat thing about him is his entrance right now. Overall, this episode of NXT was pretty weak, probably one of the weaker ones since the move to the USA Network. The biggest strength is the women's division, but they only had one match tonight and it was completely forgettable in the grand scheme of things. Question of the week. With Kyrie officially being done in WWE, Aww. at least wrestling-wise, as of two days ago... What did you guys think of her potentially final match with Bailey? It was NXT levels of quality, and the fact she is likely leaving with a clean win over the longest reigning SmackDown Women's Champion shows that WWE is pretty confident that they can get her under some sort of ambassador deal. Uh, yeah, I know we have the Kyrie cutout here in the BDE. We're big Kyrie fans. You, uh, some more than others. <laughs> but, uh, you know, she's. The, the rumors that she's going away and she is leaving for a little while. Maybe she'll wrestle one day again. 
I, I feel because they've taped next week's as well. I feel they might have a tag or something next week uh, with where you actually write off Kyrie. It seems like it's on good terms. So it seems like maybe um, a Japanese tour or something like that. She'd be willing to wrestle maybe or be involved somehow. Um, I don't know. I get it. She She's starting a family. She wants to be home to do that. It seems like that door is definitely kind of open for her, though, which sure. is nice. As long as she's happy, you know? Yeah, then you're happy. Yeah. yeah. Chris from Chris Thunder from Down Under. Oh, man, oh, man, what an amazing North American qualifying match. Having been lucky enough to have watched a lot of amazing matches with Bronson Reed, a.k.a. Jonah Rock, and you knew he had that something special from his various championship matches from PWG's BOLA and even an incredible match versus Minoru Suzuki at Festival Hall in Melbourne, which I saw live. It goes claws up for NXT's resident thick boy, on the way to takeover, Chris, I'm 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 with you, man. Uh, you know I love me some Aussies, and I'm on Team Aussie, Aussiezilla, bro. He's got a question for you, Davey, to end this. As an Arsenal follower myself, what are your thoughts on Liverpool winning the EPL and the league for the first time in 30 years? I feel sad for the fans who've waited so long when we were locked out. Stay safe and peace. Uh, I've got a lot of Liverpool friends, uh, Liverpool fans who are friends, and friends. I've never really had much of a problem with Liverpool. Huh. They're not United. They're not Chelsea. They're not City. I, I like Liverpool. I feel, I almost feel like they're the Arsenal of the North, and in recent years, a lot better than Arsenal. So uh, I'm a fan of uh, Klopp. I think he's been great. Um, they. I know people are saying there's an asterisk because of the pandemic and stuff, but hey, these guys won the the league like way before COVID was even a thing. They had a fantastic season. So I'm I'm very happy for them and. I know a friend of the show, Mike Hogan, is in tears today watching them raise the cup. Oh, I thought that was because he was watching those Kanye West uh, speeches. Uh, probably. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, is wait, is Liverpool the Reds? They're red. Go Reds. There's a lot of Reds. Go Reds. Yeah. Go all the Reds. Uh, we go. To, oh, that was me. Sorry. Go we for it. We go to Charbel, the chosen, chosen one. one. I love NXT so much. Fun BDE facts nobody asks for. Davey almost put the BDE on fire at least 17 times. Okay. Yeah, well, that's that's behind a paywall. Stories wait, like wait. He's giving away stories we say on our Patreon wow. about how you, a lot, like many days. I haven't done it for a long time. You haven't because you've been, you've been called out. Even Wei Ting was scared that you thought, he thought our place burned down. That because you keep making food and then leaving it on and then going to bed. <laughs> Thatcheroni, do I need to say more? Can't wait for the triple threat next week. Wow. I'm eager to see how Finn, Thatcher and Loomis can, can put it all together. I want two things in my NXT. First, I want the first time ever two-hour Iron Man match between Gargano and Strong. Yeah. I mean, that would be good. Yeah, I'd watch. Second, I'm repeating myself, but come on, what are you waiting for with Cross? Pull the trigger, like, right now. I think they are. They are. They, they are. are. They are, Servo. I think he was really hot, like, white claw level hot. Is it going away, or do you think he is still over AF? No, I think they're they're building for him to yeah. main event, take over Dirty. Give it time, Charbel. You of all, the chosen one, you should know what patience is, young Padwan. <laughs> have a little patience. Yeah, have a little faith. Uh, and last one here, we go to friend of the show, Jesse from the Six, who asks, Brayden, why do you pronounce sorry like an American? And Davey, why don't you pronounce debut like an Englishman? Take care. I say debut. 
I say sorry. Sorry? You say sorry. I said it purposely because I was like reading it. And I'm like, Jesse, how do sorry. How do Englishmen say debut? All I know is Canadians say sorry the best because we say it. Americans don't say it. But debut. Jesse is... Debut? Debut. No, we Debo. don't say debut. Jesse, you, you've got to send me a voice <laughs> message. Jesse, I'm so sorry. Voice message Sorry. Sorry. Debut. Sorry. Well, that's feedback. Thank you, everyone, for writing feedback, as in everyone who writes in every week. We appreciate it. And that's it. That was NXT. You can find up next every Wednesday night. We do this live on our YouTube. Shout out the YouTube room. They were hot tonight. The kid was hot tonight. Um, the chat was fire tonight. Chat was fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's our new favorite thing. Chat was fire. How was dinner? I don't know, but the chat was fire. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening and supporting the show. Uh, again, we are on Patreon. Patreon.com slash up next and this extreme month rolls on we've done best match ever masada tanaka versus mike awesome with nate milton we've got our anarchy rules review that is out already as well we also have our best match ever terry funk he's one bad mother funker and we're gonna be chatting all about that one i can't wait to nerd out with some old school terry funk and talk about roadhouse and maybe more Patrick Swayze. Best match ever, Patrick Swayze, is something that needs to kind of happen down the line. Um, and and then our review, the real main event, the real moneymaker, Wei Ting, joining us for edition of Up Yours. He has selected Tom Green in Freddy Got Fingered. So it is truly an extreme month here at the BDE <laughs> on our Patreon. $5 a month gets you all of those shows I just mentioned and everything else in our back catalog. And yeah, just Absolutely. crazy. Absolutely. Thank and you for supporting. Just before we leave, we'd like to say thank you to some of our supporters who help us keep this show free each and every week. I'd like to say a thank you to Kevin Anderson. Kevin Grimes. I want to say a big, big thank you to the Kings of Sports. Hmm, they sound familiar. Huh. Thank you very much, Nate. Thank you. Uh, go check out those guys as well. Nate uh, was on our show just the other week. Fantastic. Chatted with him about Impact on Saturday. I love chatting to that guy. He's, He's awesome. great. Check From out Kings of Sport. Impact, Mike Awesome, and Hamilton. He's yes. on fire. He's on fire. <laughs> I want to say thank you to Matt Gesk. I want to say a big, big thank you to Chris Patterson. To the moon. And a big thank you to Brian McCoy. Hey, thank you, Brian. And thank you to Mike Roche. And thank you to Cody Redman. And a big thank you to Brian Ostaff, Robert Rose, kind of like Robert Stone, but the Robert Stone Rose. And thank you to John Taylor and all of our patrons and all of our listeners who listen to this very show as well. Thank you very much. We will be back next week. Again, join our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash upnextpodcast, as well as the Facebook group, which is so much fun. Been chatting with all of uh, the listeners in that as well. And the Twitter, at upnextpodcast. And I myself, Braden Harrington. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram. I am at the Bray D. And I am at Davey Portman. Thank you for listening. Take care of yourselves. Wear a mask. Tell someone you know to wear a mask. Wash your hands, and I'm going to go look at pictures of Martha Stewart. Take care, goodbye, and be safe. Ahoy!
You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone.